There was nothing else at all in the whole world but football. Hi guys, Simon here from the Triple F. Hope you're all doing well. I was joined this Monday by Simon W for yet another Arsenal-flavoured Triple F show chat. I mean, him being a massive Arsenal fan, I the same. It's pretty much what's always going to happen. Um, we're just going to gravitate around Arsenal. We're just always going to talk about Arsenal. There was a lot for us to get our teeth sunk into. The chat was on Monday. However, yesterday on Tuesday, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang has been stripped of his captaincy of the club captain for Arsenal. So he is no longer the club captain. We did kind of see it coming. So we do kind of talk about it and predict what we we expect the sort of outcome to have been but yeah i can now break the news and i'm sure a lot of you have found out that he is no longer the club captain of arsenal and he's actually going to miss tonight's game against west ham we gave our predictions for the hammers game um this evening on monday and and you know we, we were i was fairly optimistic simon w a little bit different but you know it was it was quite good to hear that but we also talked about the transfer scenario talked about the transfers that um, were made last summer and we talked about the upcoming transfer window in january um and we talked a little bit about just just the the sort of proceedings of arteta how things are going on at the moment and just general arsenal stuff really so um if you're not an arsenal fan i do apologize but However, I still, you know, encourage you to listen to the podcast as much as I would any other fan. And especially if you are an Arsenal fan, then you have to listen to this because I'm sure you will enjoy it thoroughly. Um, But yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Hope you're all doing fantastically well and take care. Bye bye. I suppose the best place to start, Sai, is just with your sort of thoughts on the progress of Arsenal so far and, and where do you sort of see things? Um, how do you see the team getting on? Definitely some signs of progress. Signs of progress. I think um, watching the game yesterday, watching the um, Southampton game, there was definitely, um, we're definitely better at beating the high block. We're better at what Arteta clearly is, is really obsessed with, which is playing out from the back. Um, I do think that we've got better structure at the back. I mean, who the hell's playing right back for Bologna right now? Who the <laughs> hell? Who the hell let Tommy Asu go? Seriously, mm. he is a player. He is. He is that. He is that dogged defender that's gonna, you know, run you down and break your legs to get the ball. Now, I think the back, the back, the back five, much more solid. Um, I think the confidence that White and Gabriel now have together is obvious. I'm not sold on old Nuno at all, but we'll get to that. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. Great to have KT back. Our, our captain in waiting, and we can talk about that later too. Uh, <laughs> hopefully captain on Wednesday. Um, I think the midfield, I've still got a lot of, I'm sorry to say it, but Thomas Partey, I, I, I don't know. I think our best midfielder now is Lukonga. Um, mm. And I do, think, I, do think, I do think our spine is stronger. I think our spine gives me more confidence. And bearing in mind our spine does not include Smith Rowe or Saka, I think we've got there's definitely signs of progress. I think um, I think it was all a bit of a mirage when we went on that ten game run and went up to fifth. I'm happy I'd rather be fifth than fifteenth, but I think yeah. the the true test came and we didn't and, and we failed it. 
we we weren't str- clearly Liverpool, you know, the best team in the world. That's fine, but the United game was disappointing. Everton mm. was just shit show. I mean, just you know, can we hold on to a lead? Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we plug up the middle when we have to? Can we not give the ball away? But anyway, no. I think I think there's definitely signs of progress. We are we are what we are. We're a team with a 23, an average age of 23. We've got a lot of learning to do still. Um, but there's green shoots, as they say, of progress. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. Um, I've kind of got a bit of a, a, a list of the sort of topics that I wanted to get into you with, but um, I think you know, as I like to do on the Triple F, I just like to go with the flow with these things, and we'll just see where we land when we land on them. And um, I, I suppose let's just talk about Arteta. Let's get straight into it. I know you're you're kind of chomping at the bit to do so. To be fair to him, to be fair to him and Edu, I think if you look at what the summer business, A plus, mm-hmm. A plus. And I, I don't like the guy. I don't think, I don't think Arteta's the man. I think he has a ceiling. I think he's, I think he's at his ceiling. But in terms of what we did in the summer, albeit on that money ball approach of finding players who fitted the way that we want to play, mm. absolute A plus. I mean, we knocked it out of the park. The other day I was explaining to a friend of mine, who knows nothing about football, American here. And um, he said, so tell me about this. I said, well, six of every player, that every player that we bought this summer, I think, I think it was a couple, of, I think it may have been the Newcastle game. I said, every player we, we, we had this summer, we brought in, either started or played today. And I think that, I think all six of them may have started um, against Newcastle. So I think, I think Arteta and Edu have done a really nice job there. I do think long-term, that's the only way we can compete. But in terms of Arteta, I think that, we, I think he solidified the back five. I think he and Edu by bringing in Lokonga, what a pickup Lokonga is going to be. Holy cow. <laughs> um, I do think signing Xhaka was the right thing to do at the time. I'm glad it's a short term deal. I'm glad we're not going to be saddled like our, uh, our erstwhile captain right now. But, mm. I, I, but I do, I do think, and I think some of, some of the pieces they've done together, like re-signing Smith Rowe, um, Tierney, Saka, Xhaka, I, I have to applaud. I'm concerned about the um, the striker. Obviously, that's a position. But in terms of Arteta's, in terms of the structure of what he's trying to do, I think it's there. I think we see things. My only long term vision with him is that I think that he's. I think that he, I think his his ceiling is this. Yeah. Sorry. So in terms of his ceiling, I mean, what's the highest position that you think we can achieve with Arteta as manager this season? I think Europe. No, yeah. and I don't mean it's not his league. I mean, fifth and sixth. Mm. I don't. I don't think he has. I don't think a the money. Honestly, it may not be him though. I don't think the money ball approach is going to get us to where City and Chelsea and Liverpool, etc., and the Man U are going to be. Mm. But maybe that's not all his fault. But I don't see. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not too hung up with the super coaches idea. I read an article the other day. I think it was in the Athletic about super coaches. And if you look between Pep, Tuchel, Klopp. Ranjik, Arteta, and mm. he, could he be? Could he be that? Maybe ten years. I just, I don't think he has. I don't think he has the experience and the actual technical knowledge um, yeah. to get us where we need to be to push us over the line. But we do have the building blocks. I feel significantly better than I did under Emery, and I feel significantly better than I did at the end of last season. Those signings are just unbelievably sound, and I think. Again, if the, if the Cronkies are going to continue to put money in 
and we're going to continue to use this approach, we will get better. Mm. But again, again, I guess I'll get back to the Fergie thing about you can't win the league with kids. <laughs> Who knows? But where, 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 where's going to come the point where we do need a superstar? Yeah. Because Aubameyang was one. Sanchez was one. Van Persie was one. Um, Ozil for a time was one. Don't have one of those at this point. Mm. When are we going to have to buy those two incredibly expensive players that are going to cost 80 million? Mm. So, yeah, Just, I mean, Arteta, I mean, I mean, I, again, about Arteta, I feel like he, he, he's doing his best. I feel like he's learning. I feel like he's taken us on, but I'm not sure that the Arsenal needs a manager learning on the job. Yeah, just before getting into the, the um, you know, that sort of top superstar striker that we need, um, do you not think that it is part of the process to have a manager that can get us to that sort of fifth, sixth position? Because perhaps that that's where we need to realistically look at things and, and more or less come to terms as fans ourselves and, and realise that's where we need to, to aim. That's probably a realistic ceiling for fans as well as it is for Arteta. Um, and who knows, maybe with that addition of a superstar and additions of, of key players, because we obviously, like, I completely agree, we've solidified the defence, we've solidified the goalkeeper position. If we can just build the blocks in midfield and build the blocks in terms of adding that real um, superstar striker, then I think, does it really matter who's in charge? Because obviously it does, but I think Arteta's cards will be seriously upgraded for him and his hand will be brilliant um, for him to sort of use those tools and go forward with. And I think for me, I'm just willing to give him a bit more patience, a bit more of a chance just to see what can be done, especially when you look at the transfers that have been made under his managerial tenure. He hasn't had, I suppose, I suppose the, the real sort of attacking player that he's brought in is either Willian and, and Martin Odegaard. Beyond that, there hasn't really been like a striker that he's brought in yet. So to, to sort of, from my point of view, I just want to see him have that sort of striker under his under his wing and then see where we can go from there. I, I have a little bit more hope than you do. I know we've been talking a lot of times over, over um, you know, uh, social media and whatnot. But I just think with... With my stance, I'm just willing to to give him a bit more patience. I've, there are very small green shoots of of progress and green shoots of of hope, but I think the you know the games against Sparta Prague uh, last season was it Slavia Prague one of the Prague's, um, oh, yeah. yeah, that game, the game against Man United last season, the game uh, against Leicester this season. Although Spurs were terrible, I think our approach to the Spurs game this season was really good. So it's those little sort of small signs that give me a lot of hope that um, that we can play in a in a real sort of attacking way. The only sort of concerns I have is that do we just play against teams better that sort of um, press really high? And press really hard, and then have that high line because that seems to be the only way that we succeed. Is if a team plays with a really high line, and then we just sort of hit them on that that sort of traditional counter. Um, but yeah, the, yeah. The, the striker we the striker that we get, honestly, in January um, we talk about the Afcon really hurting us. I think the Afcon is going to hurt us. Um, but Partey is not going to be a huge miss. Honestly, I'd rather play with Jacker and Lokonga right now. Okay, mm. I don't know what I read. Again, again, I read another article the other day about players who leave Atletico, and you look at you know Griezmann's gone back home, 
Suarez mm. has gone. I mean, it's, you know, returned. It's almost, you know, so many players go back to Simeone. But then again, Simeone plays this very high, this very high intensity pressing, you know, no one can hide. Um, I think I think maybe Partey's struggling with the pace of the league. But no, mm. in, in terms of your question there, I think the strikers get the strike is the key. Is, is Odegaard like Bruno Fernandez? Not really. He's not going to be pouring through midfield, physically battering people. But Odegaard it's more is more of a tempo player. player. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, he's the he's essentially the, the Norwegian Ozil, all the best parts of Ozil. He's mm. also an international captain, which is good. But I do think the strike is going to be key, and it ain't going to be Eddie Nketiah, and it ain't going to be Balogun. I'm sorry, but it ain't these, be these Alex boys, I mean, Sander Lacazette either. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I have a, I have a, I have a proposal for you. Imagine this. Let, let's paint a scenario. Mm-hmm. Imagine we sell. Imagine we sell Aubameyang next summer, mm-hmm. and we give um, Lacazette accepts a two-year extension, and we're able to buy another. Let's say we buy a striker. Let's say we buy one of these young bubbling strikers. I don't mean an Isak. I mean someone who's a little bit less. There's a guy, um, a Caribbean guy who plays in Germany. Can't remember his name. Killing me. Um, but let's say we buy we buy a young up and coming forty fifty million pound striker. Mm-hmm. We sell a Bamiang for fifteen, and we sign Lacazette to a one or two year extension. Would you take that? Yeah, no, definitely. The, the only sort of reason why I said um, we can't rely on Alexander Lacazette is because even if we were to sign him to that contract extension, he, in my eyes, and possibly in Arteta's eyes, he wouldn't be the number one striker. I think he would still look to bring in another striker on top of that, like you were sort of alluding to. So, um, but, I think, but I think someone who's a little bit younger, a little bit cheaper, has a little mm. bit more potential. So in other words, Nketiah goes, you've got Balogun and this new young upcoming star, mm-hmm. um, and you've got Lacazette. And of course, you can always pop Martinelli and Pepe up there. Now, Pepe, that's another question. Are we going to keep him? If we can get money for him, I would. I'd cash in personally. I think it's time. I think um, it. It looks like it's time for Arteta as well. I think he's just pretty much accepted that he needs to go. Um, and I think there's been a lot of discussions behind the scenes where Arteta has convinced the board that they need to let go as well. So, yeah, I think it's time for Pepe. I think you know now would possibly be the best time to do it. Try and not let his stock uh, lower anymore possibly get 25 mil, hopefully 30, but that's a big ask. But yeah, time time for Pepe to go, I'm afraid. Look at the last five games of the season last year. It's lights out. That's last year though, wasn't it, mate? I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, the, the, the promise it, is it, there. Isn't it, because, isn't it because we don't have uh, European games? Isn't it just because he's not on the field? I, I mm. think so. I, I, I have a lot of time for Pepe, but I think the problem for this lad is, is he costs so much because Raul Sanelli was taking a bunk. If he'd have cost forty million, we'd have been like, yeah, you know. Mm. But the seventy, just—I mean, that's that's stratospheric. Yeah, that's, that's Bruno Fernandez money, and the fact that mm. we we jumped at that wasn't that the signing where Josh Kroenke told us to all be excited? Was that was that about Pepe? I mm. think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I, the thing with Pepe for me is just I don't think he fits the modern Premier League sort of model of player he's a bit too languid he's almost early in a sense that he's just you know doesn't put in the consistent work rate that's required for a premier league player and especially nowadays you, you really become a passenger if you don't do that so yeah for me pepe possibly more suited to italy spain somewhere like that but the premier league is just yeah it's just just not his um not his boat i'm afraid 
Yeah, the, mo- the modern game, especially, again, we talked a lot about this. The modern game is about retaining possession and also pressing far more than normal. I mean, the high and the low block that teams put in. I mean, if you, you saw you saw yesterday that, that, that first goal, the Lacazette goal, mm. I mean, that could have gone horribly wrong. But when it works, it, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Ramsdale, by opening up his hips and sending the ball quickly to the right, I think it was to Tomiyasu, mm. um, the fact that it went boom, 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 and we got out. The commentator here, um, I don't know, I'm not sure if you watched it, but the commentator here, the moment the ball went into, I think, Odegaard, just said, ah, oh, they're out. Mm. Called it. He said, here we go. And then Saka took the ball, boom, 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 Lacazette. It works beautifully if you can do it. Mm. But for our point of view, you know, as a defensive five, I think we're getting better. But the same has to be up top. We have to be able to take the ball and pressure the goalkeeper and the fullbacks and whoever's going to drop in the center. I mean, the usual thing is for the center backs to spread. But mm. we have to be able to press that up high too. We do it yeah. with our teams here. Is that we, we talk to the kids here, especially about making sure that the striker and, and, and the striker and the center mid show the fullback one side or show the center back one side so you shorten the field. Pepe is nowhere when we do that. No, no way. He's tying his shoelaces, or he's wandering back to the center to, to, to the center field. Yeah. So no, I think I think Pepe, I think Pepe's time is short. Um, mm. But yeah, I think you know Arteta. Yeah, Arteta's someone who um, I've been very down on him. I think he should have gone uh, an hour after the Villarreal game. But <laughs> the board have shown the board have shown um, patience, you know, real faith in him. Summers, the summers transfer was entirely based on his desire to play a certain way. Mm-hmm. So the board will see that as that 150 that we spent could all be for nothing. Mm. So they're going to give him a huge amount of time. The board doesn't give a damn about Ranić, you know, the the godfather of German football now being at United and all these fantastic coaches. They don't care. He's relatively cheap. He's malleable. They've made him manager, which will keep him very happy. But they've also really invested in him, which is not mm-hmm. a bad thing. But there's no way, much as I may rant and rave about him, he's not going away. Um, no. But there are still moments of naivety, which I suppose is to be expected. But I hope he has, you know, the numbers of more expensive coaches, more expensive, more experienced coaches he can call, because some of his decisions are just... Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, like in terms of having all the patience in the world for him and, and being as much of an optimist about Arteta as possible, it still frustrates the the hell out of me especially when we played Everton the other day just those substitutions that he's made I mean oh my god like talk about naivety like you said like why to bring on Eddie Nketiah who wants out of the club I mean that that was just a a ridiculous he was obviously trying to make a a a bit of a statement towards Aubameyang and he was trying to you know show who was the boss and who wears the trousers but is that really the time to do it? it? It was not at all. And it was just, yeah, it was just baffling why he did that. And for me, that just showed a bit of arrogance. And I think he needs to learn from things like that. He needs to put the team before himself a bit more. If you're interested in coming on the show for an Under the Floodlight special to talk about your favourite player or manager, please email the F 2021 at gmail.com or DM the F 84 on Twitter. All contact details will be in the episode description. Hope you're all keeping safe and thanks again for listening to the Triple F. Let's just get into the Aubameyang thing because, I mean, do you think this is a, a bit of a a bit of a posturing kind of um, scenario that we're having with, with both Aubameyang and Arteta at the moment? I mean, what's your thoughts on it? I think, I think it needs to be over. 
Mm. What I mean, what I mean over, I mean captaincy. Yeah, song. I agree. Um, KT should be captain on Wednesday. Who was captain yesterday? Uh, Laka, right? Yeah, but that, that's the thing, and that's what fills me with a lot of hope. We've got so many captains mm-hmm. in oh. the team. It's like unbelievable. So why the hell have we, we got we, someone who is looking, the least of all the captains as our captain? It just yeah. Looking the other day, we've got we've got the captains of Ghana, Switzerland, Norway. Yeah. I don't know if KT is Scotland captain of the gears, but actually, yeah. now having said that, Lacazette will be captain on Wednesday. Aubameyang won't play on Wednesday. Um, yeah. He needs to be shopped around Europe, but we're not going to get a huge amount for him. Mm. And when are we going to? When are we going to learn giving out these contracts? I know that I was all in favour of it, mm. but there was a chance this would this would be the way because he, because of his attitude. Mm. Um, he's not he's not a huge hard worker, but honestly, he, I, I think it needs to be done. It needs to be done. We need to sell him. We need to we need to offer. And, and I know maybe I just contradicted what I just said, but we need to we need to try to convince Lacazette of his role and not pay him 250 a week. Mm. If we can get Lacazette for 150 a week and give him two more years and guarantee him the captain's armband, at least when he plays. Aubameyang is not, he's not, he's, he's lost it. He's lost a yard of pace. He's lost his commitment. There's clearly, he's clearly, he, I think, I think he just considers he's made enough money. Mm. He's fine. He's fine financially. He'll go back to, he'll go back to Gabon and he'll get huge love from the country there. If you, and he'll probably end up knocking in goals for fun. Uh, I do think I do think Aubameyang's needs, it needs to be over. Mm. It, it's not going to be it's not going to be pretty. But if we can get him off the wage bill, yeah, that'd be a win. My only worry for that is how do we find a team that's willing to pay that astronomical amount of wages for him? That's the only because he's not going to want to take too much of a hit on his wages, is he? That's that's the um, only concern for me. We we end up paying half of it. Yeah, yeah. But at least he's gone. Yeah. Well, it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing with Ozil, though. He was such a he was such a negative influence that we did pay half his salary. I think we did to Fenerbahce or somewhere. Mm. We definitely offered to pay it. We just get get him get him fifty percent off the wage bill, get him out of the changing room. This bullshit of him showing up whenever he wants to, he clearly doesn't have the commitment. He's shown time and time again. Yeah. And if he was banging it, if he was knocking in goals, sure, but this is a really bad time to do this. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna, and again in three weeks he's gonna be gone. Mm. He's gone for a month. Yeah. So and what? And you know, knowing him, he'll either come back two weeks late or be injured at the Afghan. I mean, it all shows Definitely. such a bad message from Arteta as well. If he just sort of keeps him as captain and keeps him playing, like, he has to discipline him. He has to send a message because you know, I'm I'm worried that that's that's going to happen. Though. I am worried that he Arteta is going to be lenient on him because he's his best striker. I know um, Lacazette at the moment is is possibly play, well he is definitely playing a lot better than Ober at the moment he's definitely on form a hell of a lot more than Ober is but Ober is the best striker at the club right now um in terms oh, of the Smith Rowe is the best striker at the club yeah. <laughs> well yeah but I mean just in terms of you now and out striker in terms of you know the world class that Aubameyang possesses he's the number one guy in my opinion yeah but yeah if Arteta I'm worried that Arteta will just sort of, you know, show the patience and show that leniency with him because of that. And then, yeah, it's it's possibly going to, you know, set the rot and then that's going to trickle down into the squad. Like it's happened so many times. I, 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 yeah, I'm not sure. I think, I think, I think that between Edu and Arteta and the board, I think they'll, they'll cut, they'll, they'll, they'll cut them loose if they can. Let's hope so. I hope so. You know, I saw a great stat will make you smile yesterday is that uh, Gabrielle has now scored more goals in the Premier League than Harry Kane. <laughs> well, Gabriel, um, the 
Center back. The center back <laughs> scored two goals. Harry Kane apparently's got oh, one. That, that is one in the made league. my day. Isn't that fantastic? That's a t-shirt. That should be a t-shirt. One in the league. My goodness. Yeah. Well, he's been knocking. He's been he's been netting in the you know the the Euro Mickey Mouse conference, but other than mm. that, nothing. Got a fifteen million striker now. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about the Harry Kane situation. Daniel Levy, what an arrogant wanker he is. <laughs> he's really, I mean, he's really screwed Harry Kane because mm. now Man City will will get Erling Haaland. Mm. No doubt in my mind because uh, Munich, Bayern Munich already have Lewandowski and Dortmund are not going to sell to Bayern Munich. Barcelona are a mess and have no money. Real Madrid, slightly better, no money. Man City. Man City mm. have, have played without a number nine since Aguero left. You imagine, you imagine Haaland at Man City. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an absolute. He's he's the best. He's he's the best. I think he's the best striker I've ever seen. Because I, I watch I watch every Dortmund game because they're they're the team that I I watch when I just can't face another another ninety minutes of Arteta. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's he quick, is. He's, he's aggressive. He's just amazing. So I think that's gonna that's gonna really hurt the balance of the Premier League. And so we are going to truly be a three team league for a while. Mm. So speaking of amazing strikers, who? Are the the sort of superstar top strikers you want to see brought into the club, whether it be in January or if it be um, the summer next year? Who are the the sort of top strikers we should be targeting? Um, well, there's a big difference between who we want, who we can pay, mm. or realistically, want, then. and who's going to want to come. Mm. This lad Vlavic is no, no way, no way, no, no way. way in, term, well, in terms no of him wanting to come. No, there's no way he'd want to come. There's yeah. No um, I think this kid, I, I haven't seen, I've never seen him do anything well. Uh, this boy, Isak, people talk about Isak from Real Sociedad, the uh, the Swedish kid. Uh, mm. Jonathan David, that was the name I was trying to think. I think he plays for either Leverkusen or I think it's Leverkusen. Mm. I think Jonathan David would be um, the sort of level that we would be looking for. Again, that 22, 23-year-old striker, it's going to come through. Are we going to buy a ready-made product like um, Aubameyang again? I don't think we are. Mm. I don't think we are. I think we're going to move heaven and high water to try to get um, Lacazette to stay one more. Yeah. I really yeah. hope we can because the old man, when he when he came in last season and was playing back to goal and was laying the ball off for Smith, Rowe, and Saka, which let's face it, they're the best players on our team. We have to ask ourselves: Do we need a striker that's gonna that's gonna be an over the top striker, ball over ball over the top, or do we need a player that's gonna have the ball in back to goal, lay off, roll, make a run? I think the second. Yeah, I think so. I think Lacazette, Lacazette, I think, has become more of the player that we want to play nine. Uh, I firstly, I think that uh, yeah, Vlahovic is not going to come because I don't think he's going to want to come. Alexander Isak, I haven't seen him do anything. He played in the Euros, and I was keenly watching him. He must. He must be lighting up Spain. Um, mm. Oh, I mean, it's his numbers that concern me as well, Isaac. I don't think his numbers are that great in terms of you know his goal record in La Liga. So that's another one. But if you look at how we play too, we've got we we, we now we now we definitely. It's a shame that Tomiyasu Tomiyasu is a great player, but he's not that progressive fullback that's going to overload one side and then we're whipping an amazing cross. Tierney is. We also have so we have Tierney who's going to del- deliver crosses on the left. Uh, we've got Saka now, who's going to deliver crosses from the right. We've got Smith Rowe and Odegaard, who are going to, you know, who can deliver the ball into those little half spaces in the penalty area. So we need a player that 
kind of does it all, but we do need someone who has an aerial prowess. Mm. We need someone who can get long crosses. And um, Jonathan David, to me, is the one. Well, um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin from Everton. That's a, great, that's a great pick, actually. That's a great pick. Would he want to come to us? I think so. Mm. Um, is he injured or just not in favour? He, he's injured Rafa. at the moment. Yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's definitely, if he was playing right now, he'd be, you know, if, sorry, if he was fit right now, he'd be playing. Um, he's just injured. But th- there was one thing that sort of Arsenal fans were alluding to is like, how good is his injury record? And, you know, it was, I think he's just got like a broken toe or something. And the rest of his injury history hasn't been um, that bad. But in terms yeah. of the, the profile, in terms of the type of player, he's got that speed. He's got the power. He's great aerially. He's almost what yeah. we need in terms of looking forward for a new striker is an amalgamation of Aubameyang and Lacazette. And Dominic Calvert-Lewin fits that bill. Uh, I would, yeah, yeah I, think, I would definitely go for him in my opinion. I think, I think Jonathan Davis is our man. Just looking him up here. He's 21, be born cheaper. in Brooklyn, but that's a man. Yeah. five <laughs> eleven. played, played 24 times for Canada with 18 goals, mm. 55 times for Lille with 24 goals. I think Jonathan Davis is also 21. Mm. I think Jonathan David is, is the one that we're going to end up with because of price, because of everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, Calvert-Lewin, though. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pick. That would be that would be 50 million plus, of course. Mm. There's no way I would let him go for less than that. Yeah. Uh, but this guy, this guy Vlahovic, um, I could see him going to Dortmund as a replacement for Holland. Yeah. Um, I think that, for me, I mean, I'm a huge fan of everything that Dortmund do. I think if we can become the Premier League's Dortmund, we, uh, we, we, we definitely would be on the right track. Mm. Um, I could see him potentially going to Barcelona or Real Madrid. Um, he's definitely he's definitely second in the packing order behind Holland. So I'd yeah. say he's probably the number two striker that's going to be out there and in demand. And other than that, I don't know who else. Who else are you thinking about? The another name that sort of is on my lips at the moment is Patrick Schick, who is the um, the I think Czech yes. Republic uh, striker for um, for Bayer yeah. Leverkusen. He just moved there last season for about thirty five mil. So. We could possibly get him for forty forty five, which is quite extravagant. But just in terms of you know the order of strikers that I'd want to bring into the club, I would say Dominic Calvert Lewin, Dusan Flahovic, and then possibly Patrick Schick. But yeah, I think Patrick Schick um, it doesn't really give you the sort of pace that we we possibly need. But just in terms of being clinical, being great in the air. Um, being able to sort of hold up play and to to link a lot of players in, I think he'd be he'd be great to do that. And he's the third highest uh, goal scorer in the Bundesliga at the moment, is behind the likes Lewandowski and Haaland. That's you know that doesn't yeah, no, doesn't come without he's skill. Five. He's twenty five. He's six foot three. The amazing thing to me is that until until he went out on loan, he was a Roma player, and when then Jose came in and clearly didn't fancy him, sold him. Sold him to Le- sold him to Leverkusen, I would imagine, um, and then got in Tammy Abraham. So Tammy mm. Abraham replaced him at Roma. What a what a what a Jose situation that is. <laughs> no, Patrick Schick would be great. Again, I think you know, I think, but I'm not I'm not sure if January is the time to do it. I just don't, I don't mm. I still think so. It'd be nice, but you know, January prices can be a little crazy. Yeah, but do you think we are going to bring players in though in January? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. You don't think don't we'll think bring so. anyone think, in? Do you not think no, with Afcon think, and everything that that we'll need to essentially? 
Um, we look at the midfield. We're going to lose El Nani and Partey, mm. uh, and we've going to, we, we we've got we've got Mainsley. Yeah. Um, we've got Laconga. Laconga. Yeah. And Jaffa. Mm. And frankly, frankly, if we need to, Chambers will, Chambers will play in there as well, which doesn't fill me with excitement. Possibly put Odegaard in there as well, can't you? Yeah, we could if we could play in a, a proper six and a proper eight. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we will there. I don't think anywhere else we're really going to miss. Mm. Aubameyang, see ya. Not mm. worried about him. I don't think we will. I really don't. Because you know, you, you buy a player for for what five week, four or five weeks, and then you know Partey comes back and we're overloaded. If we had the opportunity to buy another, I do think center mid is another very important area. Mm. Um, I just don't know. I don't. I don't think we're getting what we need to out of Partey. I just think his he seems he seems to be he seems to be um, a better player when he's playing with Lokonga because I feel like he much as I much as I don't think he likes to. I think he sits back a little bit more when he's playing with Lokonga. Mm. When it's him and uh, and Jaka, I think he lets Jaka do a little bit more of that donkey work and tries to do too much. You know, much as he hasn't scored some of these ridiculous shots he takes from thirty yards, it's becoming a bit like John Jensen. Remember Johnny Jensen from the nineties from the Danish team? Yeah. John Jensen scored scored one goal. That that was when I was going a lot mm. uh, at Highbury. That's when I had my season ticket. And every time John Jensen's foot would go back and he'd line up a shot before he'd even hit it, the whole North Bank, mm. <laughs> it's a bit like that. It's getting a bit like that with Partey. Mm. So no, I don't I don't I don't think we'll buy we'll buy, but I do think center mid's an area of concern. But again, you know, think about the structure of the team, the back five Talk about Ramsdale for a minute. Yeah, please. Now, rem- remember, remember the reaction when we were looking at Ramsdale. Mm. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. What I think, I personally think, that the most significant player we have bought for about five years is Ramsdale. Yeah. They, did you see? Did you shout. see his goal reaction yesterday? Yes. Celebrated like Lack- probably celebrated harder than Lacquer did. <laughs> Did you see him? I think it was against Liverpool when he was taking a goal kick. Every time he took a goal kick, they were mm. like, ooh, your shit. <sighs> One of these, he did it. He kicked the ball, he turned around, and he completed the your shit ah, at, at the Liverpool yeah. fans. He's I, a spark. He's aggressive. Yeah. The, state, the shot stopping. I mean, there's so many parts of his game. Yeah. The, the saves against Leicester and, and against Newcastle, the, the, the John Joe Shelby save onto the bar, the Madison free kick onto the bar. Um, getting down low, spreading himself. Yeah, what, what a highlight what a reel he's had already. It's it's incredible. He's outstanding, but it's it's the accountability. It, mm. It's it's the personality. Leno, I'm sure Leno could speak. Mm. Partly, I'll never forgive Leno for throwing the ball into his net against Everton last season. When he really <laughs> needed one. Oh, let's not talk. But no, Ramsdale. Ramsdale. He's a he's a gobby little northerner, and I love it. Mm. And I think we haven't had that. We haven't had that since David Seaman. Um, no, or or Lehman. Yeah, you know. no, I, I was going to mention Lehman because I think, you know, in terms of the character that Ramsdale got, there's definitely parallels to Lehman. Um, especially, you know, you, you kind of mentioned the whole Northern thing. Maybe there's more of a, a relation to David Seaman, but in terms of that character, in terms of being so outspoken on the pitch, being just 
fucking loopy <laughs> Ramsdale reminds me a lot more of Lehman and um, yeah it, he's just phenomenal and I'm so glad he shut up so many doubters and I'm so glad he's done so well and my god he needs to be num- number one for England because he in my opinion is miles better than Pickford he gives you a hell of a lot more than what Pickford does um, Pickford's a great goalkeeper don't get me wrong but I just think Ram- Ramsdale just yeah he just has a little bit more for me He's a, he's a presence. So we for our for our um, our school academy program we're starting next year. I think I've told you we've we've got the Slovenian under eighteen goalkeeper, and he's a big unit called Ivan, and he's a scary looking dude. But this kid's a presence. He's six one, uh, which is tall for a high school goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, Ramsdale is just you know you know he's there. But you know what the thing about him now? If you go on YouTube, you can find all these videos about Ramsdale distribution. Mm-hmm. He is his his feet. I mean, yesterday that goal when he again he got the ball from the left, opened his hips, timed it perfectly to Tommy Yasu. Boom, boom, mm. boom! It was gone. His ability to beat the high the, the high block mm. with and they have confidence that the ball comes into him. But it's not just it's not just being able to be quick on his feet and make the easy pass out. It's the pass to the it's the pass directly to the feet of the center midfielder. It's the pass where he does this kind of three quarter kick, this kind of punt. Where he can put it directly to Saka's feet, who's mm. making a run. This 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 um, distribution all around the field, I've never seen him like it. Mm. And clearly, here's the thing: is you know, I heard a lot of BS about you know he's been relegated twice. Well, Bournemouth and Sheffield United had more shots coming in than any other team, which is great for his shot stopping. But did, you, did they ever? Did they ever try and play out of the back? Did they ever <laughs> no. try to be progressive? No. Fair play to the the stat DNA, whatever company we have now that we bought. Cut the money bonds. Fair play to to uh, to Edu for looking at that part of his game, and he and Arteta thinking we need a guy who's going to keep us solid with with the feet, because you know you can you, the the, dist- the way he moves the ball. We obviously brought in Ben White to move the ball. Mm-hmm. We brought in Lokonga for those little balls and little passes from deep. But now we've got a goalkeeper where the opposition, if they try and high block us, he could knock it directly to the striker making a run in one of the inside channels. It's beautiful. I think I think he's going to be our player of the season. We're between the between the fans, yeah. I guarantee it. He's he's a phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has to do considerably bad uh, to, to sort of you know put himself out of contention for being player of the season because he's yeah he's well on course for it at the moment. Um, and I'm I'm just so happy for him because he seems like such a nice guy as well. So yeah, really really stoked for him. So I think he's actually yeah, an yeah. Arsenal fan as well, which you know is really helpful. Awesome. So interesting, yeah. yeah. And then and then you know the back five again. We've got Tommy Asu again, as I said earlier. I don't know who the hell let him go out of Bologna for eighteen million. Mm. Who do they? I mean, who's playing right back for Bologna? My God, they must be great. I don't care. Well, yeah, I have I have two. We 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 have two Japanese students who play on our team here. We're a pretty international operation here, and uh, one of them is one of my advisees. Every 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 uh, Monday, I was like. Tommy, yes, dude. He just keeps getting better and better. They're so proud of him. But no, no, I mean, this guy is, he, as I said before, he's the kind of player who'll lose the ball and he won't just run back because he thinks, oh, I probably should you know, make an effort. He's going to run back and break your legs to get that ball. Mm. He's a true old school defender. Yeah. And he's decent in the air. He's strong. He's aggressive. He's quick. He's good with both feet as well, which is brilliant. Yeah. And he can also, he can also slide over and play center back. Mm. So when Ben White gets and, and yeah, Ben White gets injured at some point, Tommy Yasu and Gary could play. Yeah, and then on the other side, you know, Nuno. We talked about Nuno. I mean, he's not a defender. 
No. He's, no, he's not a defender. He, he will mm. not end up being a defender. He's a left wing back, always going to play left wing. But mm. with him and KT, I'm glad he got a good run in the team. I thought playing him against Liverpool was a step too far. I thought mm. playing him, I would not have played him for any of those tough away games. Tierney's no. made for that. Mm. I, I'd like to see the prospect of playing Tierney and Tavares, just maybe putting Tavares on the uh, that left wing like you mentioned. Because um, I think you know that the prospect of, of Tierney and Tavares on that left side, yeah, it's it's quite a scary one. Um, I think we would destroy quite a lot of uh, left hand sides of teams quite well. What's your your sort of thoughts and um, predictions for for the West Ham game? I'd be happy with a point. Yeah, very happy with a point. I mean, considering, gone, yeah, yeah, seeing that they they just drew to Burnley nil nil. Um, was it away from home? Yeah, it was at Turf Moor, wasn't it? So it was away from home. Yeah, mm. I, I'd still be happy with a point. West Ham have got it's it's the most amazing story. Maybe they're the Leicester of their time, and they're going to fizzle out. But I don't know. They've got a culture there now. David Moyes of all people. <laughs> <laughs> of all people, I mean, what a lovely fella. But I don't know how yeah. it's happening. No, I'd be happy with a point. Um, I think uh, the lad Antonio up front is a handful. Um, Suchek and the other midfielder are good. I think they're better mm. than us right now. Down the middle, um, Declan Rice. Fabianski's, yeah. always, Fabianski's always got a mistake in him, and I'd love it if it's tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're just a solid outfit, and I'd be very, very happy with the point. I really mm. would. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Let's face it; they're above us, and we yeah. haven't come close to beating a team above us. So I think we have to respect who they are. This is not the West Ham of old. No, this is a, this is a, this is. This could have been a Champions League club, mm. and it might be again. So honestly, I'd be happy with the point. I just don't. I don't want us to go up again. Stop playing. Let them come on to us. Screw it up. A crappy penalty. A last-minute shot. I just. If we're going to lose, let's have a solid two-nothing loss. I don't want some high emotional BS at the end. Mm. But this is again is another test of where we are, and I'd be very, very happy with the point. You seem to think that we uh, will get more. Um, I do, but I, I suppose the key for me is the that midfield battle between the likes of Suchek and Rice, and then we're going to have to have a hell of a lot more from from Partey. He's really going to need to up his ideas because he's yeah. I completely agree with what you said earlier. I just don't think he's delivered, and it's really a shame. But this, you know, this is a great opportunity for him to shut the haters up and and really turn it around and show us his true potential, and he can do it. And I think. I personally believe Xhaka is his best midfield partner. I still think with Lukonga, Lukonga is still sort of learning a little bit more. So I think Party having to be that disciplined one doesn't suit his game as much as where he can allow Xhaka to do the sort of dog work, like you said. Um, I think that's better for Partey. Partey is better a little bit further up the pitch, a little bit playing more as an eight rather than a six. And I think that's that's what gives me a little bit of hope. Um, and I think, you know, Xhaka has been out for a while. I think, you know, the third game is usually where a player starts to gel a bit more and starts to, you know, sort of shake off the shackles and the rust. And I think we'll see that this Wednesday. I think we'll see um, a bit more fluidity from those two. So, I, yeah, I have a bit more hope. But I'm one of those stupid Arsenal fans that always gets carried away really easily. So we'll probably end up losing like 2-0 or something. <laughs> I'd, honestly, again, I'd be, I'd be ecstatic with a point. I think, I think a point against this team represents progress. Yeah, I, re I really do. I really do. I mean, we were, we were, we were. Um, remember the game at, at their place last year? We we're down three nothing in twenty minutes. 
we clawed yeah. it back to three three. I, I mm. don't want that kind of emotion and drama, but I'd be I'd be quite happy with a one one. I, yeah. re I really would. I, I think I think I think it would be better for the mindset of these young players to have a nice solid draw. I do. I did worry. I do worry still about those three out of four defeats that the United Liverpool and Everton Everton that that those games. I worried about yesterday because a young team with a young team comes the ability to brush off adversity. But they're also with certain with certain players, and we don't know their mindset. There comes that that moment where you start to doubt yourself. Mm. I'm really glad that yesterday. I mean, other than the first 15 minutes, which was shocking yesterday, I'm hoping that we can come out and we can build on the confidence. Um, but yeah, one one. I, yeah, one one. Them to score first, us to score at halftime, and then have a nice sedate second half. I'd be quite happy with that. Mm. We, we I, I want us to. I want us to steady the ship. And, and, and Arteta needs to steady the ship. Yeah. Yesterday was okay, but yesterday was not exactly the highest quality of opposition. That mm. Southampton will be lucky to stay up. I mean, if we were to get 1-1 um, and get that one point, I wouldn't be too disappointed with that because the next run of games, and I think I sort of texted this to you on um, on Facebook yep. Messenger, is how we've got a, a decent run of games to look forward to. I think we've got... Uh, let me just get the fixture list. Leeds, Leeds, and, Leeds and Norwich are the next two away after this one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, just have a look at that. Well, definitely the point where, you know, for where we are now, every league win is just, whew, and then know, there's Wolves nothing, at, nothing's going to come easy. Yeah. And then we've got Wolves at home um, after that Norwich game. So, yeah, the, the Leeds game and that Norwich game away, although our away form hasn't been great, um, I still fancy our chances there. I still think we'll we'll get three points out of both of those. Um, Leeds... I don't, have we ever played badly against Leeds? I don't think we have, as, as long as Arteta's really. been manager. I think that's the perfect kind of kind of opposition for us. Um, you know that that team that presses really high up the pitch, presses hard, and then we can just sort of expose those spaces that they they leave massive spaces all over the pitch. So yeah, I think I think we'll be fine against Leeds. Norwich, um, I think they're relegation bound. They're they're, they're yeah. I I don't. I'm not worried by Norwich at all. So yeah, game we're supposed to win. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still uh, annoyed about having the double done over us by Aston Villa, Everton, and Wolves <laughs> last year, mm. and that's why that Everton game just had me throwing things. I mean, we, thankfully we've already beaten Villa. I really, 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 oh God, if you think of God, we those those nine games, no, no, I'm sorry, those six games. Those six games, we've got no points from six games against Villa, Wolves, and Everton. And again, silly stuff like Jack, what's his name? Leno throwing the ball into his own net. That 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 penalty, that David Luiz penalty around half time against Wolves away last year. Mm. Those just freakish things that happened. I really, really, really wanna I really wanna give Wolves a kicking. Mm. I would love I would love to have an early goal against Wolves. But again, these are the clubs, maybe Villa, Wolves, and Everton and Leicester are the sort of mix of where we are now. Mm. Um, you know, to be fifth, to be fifth in the Premier League is almost like winning the other league. Because I do I do think the top four is nailed on, be it United or West Ham. 
I do think the top four, when it all comes down to it, I do think that the unlimited money clubs are going to be in the Champions League. For us, though, again, I'd be ecstatic to finish sixth. Yeah. I really would. Yeah. I think fifth's possible as well. But yeah, I mean, for me, um, I wouldn't mind necessarily if we, we, we end up fifth. Uh, and, and I honestly think that, um, you know, against the, the likes of Wolves and Aston Villa, those teams that did the doubles over us last season, I think we, we can get the better of them or at least improve on what we did last season. I think we, we you know, we possibly will slip up against them away. But when we play them at home, that's where it will give us a bit of an advantage. And, and what sort of gives me a bit more... Um, confidence opposed to last season is the fact we don't have those error-prone players or as much of them in the team. We haven't got David Luiz there. We haven't got Bernd Leno playing. It's, you know, what gives me a lot more hope is the fact that we've got a lot more solidity in that defence. Yeah, they're young and they're still learning. They're going to slip up. But I think we've we've got ju- just a little bit more than what we had last season to do what I consider as progress. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Well, so the back five, to me, the back five is, is what we wanted. It's, we've got it. We've got a back five now that's only going to get better and better. Mm. We've, got the, we've got the 10 and the two wide players with Smith, Rose, Saka and Odegaard. Our issues, again, the spine, which is concerning, is another centre midfield player because Partey was not it. Amazing that we're saying this. Amazing mm. we're saying this two years later. Yeah. But the great Thomas Partey has failed, and he has, and he has failed. He really has. Do you think, I mean, do a lot. Is it completely over for you then? I mean, do you not think he's going to be able to turn no, it around no, at no. all? Oh, no, 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 no. At this point, no. But at this, uh, up to this moment, he's failed. Yeah. Because we bought him to be... You remember, remember, do you remember that day when we had the, the medical and there were these pictures mm. being tweeted out? And I, songs I thought, and the wow, dances. This, we, we, we mean business. This guy is the governor, and he's not, he's not been that at all. No. We had, we played a game that one nothing win at Old Trafford last October, November. He bossed the game, and the Guardian had a report said it was like men against boys. Partey just controlled the whole midfield, and this is amazing. This is going to really solidify us as midfield. Mm. That was the high point. So now it's not over for him, but I do think Lekonga is our best midfielder. I think he, I think he's I think he's he's young, but he's shown signs of being able to do everything that Partey does and more. But mm. he's young. But yeah. then again, so's the team. I mean, a 28-year-old Partey making what he's making, I would take two Lukongas for the price of that. Yeah. Mm. It's a shame we couldn't have found Lukonga when we, when we were looking at Partey. But I, I think I think Sammy Lukonga is going to be – I think he'll be captain at some point. Mm. I also think he'll also I – think, I think in five years he'll, he'll, he will be, he'll be the player we look back on and say, my God, we got such a deal with him. Mm. He's been solid. I think what's best for Partey is in January, if we bring in competition for Partey and that position and he has to compete and he has to realise that because at the moment he's been given so many opportunities by Arteta, it's almost like every time he's available, Arteta will just slot him in. But if he's got a bit more competition in that place, if there's, you know, if we bring in the likes of like a a Renato Sanchez, that kind of midfielder where Mm. he stakes more of a claim than what Partey does, then that'll possibly buck up his ideas at the moment. I think it's all a little bit too easy for Partey at the moment. It's all a bit complacent. So yeah, I I would like to see a bit more competition in that midfield. Yeah, I think the other day you look at the guy Sol Sol Neves. I think Sol Nunez who went from um, Atletico Madrid, the guy who replaced Partey mm. from Atletico Madrid to Chelsea, and he's he's looked lost as well. 
Something about La Liga, that centre mid, that that number, that number eight role, that number six role. But they do so well in, in the Champions league. league. Like that, that's what you know. What's that? He does so well in the Champions League, though Atletico Madrid. It's almost like how can they they do well there, but then it's weird how they're not able to sort of translate that to the Premier League. I think perhaps, I think just perhaps you know that position in a league which is inherently slower and. Probably, well, it's it's not like it's less technical, but you know, it, it's it's slower, and so your technique can be a little bit less than it is in the Premier League. I think maybe Partey is just still a deer in the headlights a little bit. I just don't think we're seeing all of his game. Mm. I think he's obviously quite a mood player too, and of course, he's never available. Mm. He's never available, and so actually, him going to Afcon, if that gets his head right, and after they can do well, and he can be fit, and Ghana, he can be the national hero again in Ghana. Maybe that'll be good for him because I've got no problem with Lukonga and Xhaka being our midfield in January. No problem at all. Mm. Until Xhaka takes someone's head off and gets suspended again. Oh, it's going to happen. He's got about five a season. Um, it might even be West Ham this week. Yeah, we'll probably get oh, a, he's a red oh, he's, got play, he's got to play against West Ham. Yeah, he's got to. But I mean, I can just see there being a crazy red or something from Xhaka. It just, he's got to get it out of his system. So, yeah. Why not be against a team that we're, we're kind of expected to, or the best that we can expect is, is a draw? So yeah, might as well get it out of his system there. I'm excited to I'm excited to see Tony KT show up against uh, West Ham. That mm. game feels like it's 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 built for a little fiery Scotsman. Mm. Yeah, like I was saying yeah, before, I, think- I, I just I just think the advantage could be on our side having had West Ham play uh, today. You know, giving us that little sort of extra day. I think that'll that'll benefit us absolutely yeah i'm gonna I'll, again i'll we'll talk then but i think i think any kind of draw a nice little one one even a nil nil be quite happy yeah definitely right man i can see you're you're itching to go and i need to go as well because i need to make dinner so yeah it's all gonna be good but thanks again for coming right. on my man really appreciate it and right, man, we'll talk. Let's, uh, yeah let's uh let's get a win for arsenal this wednesday uh yeah <laughs> again do the draw but hey you know mate, honestly if we win i'll be fr- i'll be freaking ecstatic all right, cool. mate. Be good. All right. You Later. too, man. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Triple F. If you could please drop a like on our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitter, that would be massively appreciated. Hope you're all keeping safe, and thanks again for listening to the Triple F. Triple F.